Hello, 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 New Haven, and welcome back to Arts Respond. It's Friday afternoon. I'm your host, Lucy Gelman, and this is WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Today, I am very excited to be here with the one and only Ruben Ortiz. Ruben is the current artistic director of a Broken Umbrella Theater, which you hopefully do know if you live in New Haven. If you've been living under a rock and you're listening, you're in for a treat. Um, also, if you know what a Broken Umbrella Theater and the Regicides are already, you're still in for a treat. We are going to be talking about a fundraiser that is taking place if you're listening live uh, tomorrow. If you're not listening live, I don't know when this is going to come to you, but it's taking place on Saturday, August 12th from 8 to 10 p.m. at 446A Blake Street, which you may or may not know is the Smokestack. Um, and it is a fundraiser for a beautiful new, almost 5,000 square foot space that will be called the Umbrella at 280 Blake Street. So Ruben, let's get right into it and talk about a broken umbrella search for a permanent home and what the umbrella will be. Yeah. So hello, everyone. Am I on? I can't, I can't hear it. But am I you good? sound beautiful. Oh, you awesome, sound absolutely you. beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. So, uh, so Broken Bell Theater, we've uh, been part of New Haven for the last, I think, 14 years now. And our main mission was to create uh, theater, original works of theater based and inspired by the history of New Haven. Uh, with that, uh, fortunately, New Haven has a little bit of history to play with. Uh, so we've done lots of things. Uh, there's, 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 we did a show about pirates. We did a show about a, a vaudeville murderer. We've done uh, shows uh, about matchmakers, uh, and we do all these shows at very specific places. A, essentially, we do site-specific work. So our uh, so our show about the pirate was under the bridge in Edgewood Park. Uh, we took over the New Haven Public Library and did five stories in that space. Uh, we took over Erector Square and did a piece about uh, A.C. Gilbert and the Erector set. We and we rev we rev we excuse me we renovate and we create fun new spaces, and the space that we're at now at four four six eight Blake Street uh, is scheduled at one time in the near future to be demolished and to be put up for apartments. So we are again without a home. However, we you know we know how to pack our bags and travel. Uh, however, we are fortunate enough to have purchased a building just right around the corner at 280 Blake Street, uh, the site with actually a little bit of a history. Uh, this is a site of a former uh, dry cleaners and auto mechanic shop. And the site uh, is perfectly located uh, just down the road from SCSU uh, and right there at the junction of Westville and Beaver Hills. So it's a great community to be in. And essentially we've been transforming so many spaces and creating so many spaces. This gives us an opportunity to transform a space into our own home and we, what we'd like to do is to open our umbrella, no longer make it broken, and invite people in. Uh, we would love this to be a place for local theater companies to rehearse and perform. We want it to be a home for creative classes and workshops for New Haveners of all ages. We also want this to place for local artists to be able to exhibit their ideas, a place for musical uh, ensembles to rehearse and play, and also just make sure it's a, a cultural hub where just creatives can meet and cross-pollinate and collaborate and create. And I, um, I, I do want to shout out CT Humanities, which is doing some really cool stuff across uh, the yes. state. 
And one of the cool things that they do is in partnership with the state of Connecticut and uh, DECD, which is the De Department of Economic and Community Development, they run a grant program called the called Good to Great. To Great, that's and correct. And this year, a Broken Umbrella was one of two New Haven recipients. The other was uh, St. Luke's Steel Band, which at some point we will have on because they are also a fabulous ensemble that is really near and dear to my heart. And y'all got half a million dollars. In we got half a million dollars. Yeah. Like it's so and crazy to think about that. Yeah, like, it's insane. Yeah. Because as you know, Ruben, in arts and culture, so first of all, I, like I am full Bernie Sanders on this. If $5 is what you can give, <laughs> if, you know, if $17.95 is what you can give, please give it to arts and culture. We need every single penny. However, yes. half a million dollars is, um, is money that you can really start dreaming about or, or that you can really start dreaming with. And so I would love to for you to talk a little bit about the choice that a broken umbrella made, especially at a point when we've seen some organizations in New Haven moving in the other direction into itinerancy to invest in a brick and mortar space. Because that's like over, we all know this in the arts, right? Overhead is often the biggest expense that organizations are looking at. That is correct. Um, and yeah, it sounds kind of a little counterintuitive to to our what how we've been working. Um, I wouldn't say we've been squatting, but we go to places and we create these spaces and we bring them to life. Uh, and then eventually we get kicked out uh, because of the reality of rent and people need to make money and other organizations. Uh, for, for example, we uh, we took the old Horowitz brother, the back of the old Horowitz brothers uh, shop. And we had five or 10 dump trucks worth of trash. We gutted this entire space. We took it apart with a grant from the state of Connecticut. We worked with the, um, excuse me, uh, Festival of Arts and Ideas and performed a piece uh, called Freelayers, inspired, Freewheelers, inspired by the bicycle and by the corset. And we took this space and we, we transformed it to where you came down an elevator, came down the basement, we created a stairwell, you came up into a space and we created an environment and an experience for all to enjoy. And this was so powerful that eventually someone else came in and used this space then uh, to create the State House, which became a, a, a huge uh, music venue in the in New Haven, which and unfortunately now they are now moving to uh, Hamden. But we create spaces and we always get kicked out. So there's this moment where we need our own space. And we understand uh, in the manner that we work, we create original works of theater. Uh, and we can't do 50 to, to 52 uh, shows a year. There's 52 weeks in a year. And we can't be the only group in New Haven. There's a lot of uh, artists in this city who are vying for space, uh, who, who want space to gather, want space to perform. And it's hard to find. And we just want to be a, a place in order to, A, have a home so we can create. And also, again, open our umbrellas so other people can come in and hopefully through through funding, try to be able to get things um, subsidized in terms of uh, rent uh, for performers. And we also have a business model uh, where, you know, we, A, we're creating wonderful positive economic impact for that for that area. And ideally, we'd also create money through rent, revenue through rent and through the idea of having a cabaret in the front with actually a bar and some small snacks. So this is more than just, hey, it's just a theater. Let's walk in. Like this is a live space that we're hoping to be used, you know, seven days a week uh, for rehearsals, for performances, 
And it is a little crazy of us saying, let's do something, but we needed to buy something. So we knew we wouldn't get kicked out anymore. And now we're more to welcome everyone uh, instead. Yeah. And, and I will say, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think there's anywhere in Beaver Hills that you can go for like a glass of wine and some small bites. There are great places in Westville. And I should just have Lizzie Donius, who's the head of Wivra, the Westville Village Renaissance Alliance, on to just do a, like a Westville episode where we talk about how great the neighborhood is. But like in Beaver Hill, I mean, you can go to Edge of the Woods, which is a grocery store, and get like yeah. a smoothie before 8 p.m. But that's very different than having, you know, doors at 7, show at 8, or doors at 8, show at 9. You get your little rosé and your little, I don't know, olives marinated in something. and you sit down and you feel like you're having a cool night out on the town. Yeah. And that's the idea. We want people to be able to come in and, you know, grab a bite and then see a show and after the show, come back and grab a cocktail. Like, why not? Why can't we live with that model? So that way the food, I mean, I, I, I wait tables. So it kind of all works hand in hand, you know, uh, hopefully I'm not waiting tables at this restaurant. Uh, but the fact is we, we have a way to sustain revenue, a way to bring community together and a way to keep artists uh, and art alive uh, in this community. I do want to ask, like, wh- what were the conversations? Because everyone in a broken umbrella, unless I'm mistaken, is in the art, like works in the arts or is somehow associated with the arts and has a deep and abiding love for the arts that brings you back to this ensemble. And so what have the conversations been like around, um, you know, the need for and lack of affordable space for artists to perform? Because that's one of the, I would say, working for an arts nonprofit, I work for the Arts Council of Greater New Haven, if folks don't know. Um, One of the biggest things we hear from artists is, I want to fill in the blank. So have a musical, have, you know, a dance performance, um, do a, a show of the, the art studio I've been teaching with young kids, but uh, my studio space, which happens to be like a corner of my bedroom, is not big enough for that. <laughs> and I don't know where to go. And in New Haven, we have a very limited number of spaces. Yes. We have Brigamos Community Theater and shout out to Rafe Ramos, who's been doing like God's work mm-hmm. over there. Yes. Um, you know, the smokestack is great if it's not raining or if there's not a uh-huh. tornado forecasted, right? Because it's an outdoor space, but we have very few, and and we have great green spaces in New Haven, but if it's like 16 degrees outside, there are really not a whole lot of places that you can perform as an artist. So what were the conversations like around that, you know, with artists in the group and also with artists who A Broken Umbrella has networked with and connected with during this, I think, 15, 14 or 15 years in New Haven? Well, I mean, we are fortunate as an ensemble to be our group is again is a a group of professional skilled theater artists whether it be from box office to general managing to technical design electrician lights you know everyone's more than just a performer and these folks also perform like this is a an outlet for for these folks to to come and share their passion even though they don't you know even though they have to take they still have a day job. And that was something that we uh, aim to do since our inception. Uh, and we offered babysitting and food as a way for parents to get out of the house and, you know, from their day job, come in and work and do theater and get silly with us. And that's, we were fortunate a, with that. And all this entire group has great vision. 
And again, after a while, it gets, it's hard to create theater constantly, original works, and to find spaces, which we know. We, we dose, again, site-specific work. And we figured this is to, to find a space where we can always call home was very important to us. Uh, understanding how we do regicides and it is outside. And then that was born out of necessity out of COVID. Like, let's just do an outdoor theater. And it's fortunately the weather's gone well, except for that one tornado warning. Uh, so we, it gives us, so the conversation for this space was more like, we need to have a space where we know that we can be here for a long time. We need a space where we know that we can create how we want to create. And we, we want a space to be able to call home and rehearse during 16 degree weather uh to to play when we want how we want like our little clubhouse to be able to have offices and a green room and a dressing room uh and to be able to kind of get beyond i i feel people you know see broken bells like oh we're just a cute community theater like but we are a theater built with professionals and we have goals and dreams and we and it's kind of we want it to be our time if you ever see the goonies that's our time it's our time here so we have this wish we found this building that's in our neighborhood like the chances of that happening is impossible so like everything's was falling for us and like we're like why not and like when we were applying for this grant we had no idea that i mean we can hope and dream that this will happen but once that five hundred thousand dollars came through that was an amazing reality and now we're just excited to be able to like transform the space into something that we want to call our home and and again the space here that we're creating a black box theater is something that anyone can create and you could change to any way you want from 90 seats to 80 seats to in the round change direction so it's a flexible space so that's that again gives doesn't hold anyone to your just your standard i'm going to sit down and watch a show on a stage like it gives it, it, it gets it gives us a, a like like we'd like to say we think inside the box we have this box now we could create within it so yeah and i think everyone's very excited for this space especially me super excited and i do want to talk about what the fundraiser which is on saturday mm-hmm. uh i almost said october uh saturday august 12th we are not moving forward in time well we are always moving forward in time but not that rapidly um on Saturday, August 12th from 8 to 10 p.m. at 446A Blake Street. If you haven't gotten tickets already, get some tickets. If maybe you can't attend, I don't know, and you're feeling generous, donate like a dollar or $5 or $5,000. They need they need all the money because one of the things that the Good to Great Grant um, sort of like stipulates is that you have to raise 20% of the grant to unlock the funding and so in this case, that is $100,000, correct? Okay. I do reporter math, so I've always got to make sure. <laughs> you do better math than me, so that works. <laughs> so um, so I do want to ask about what the fundraiser will entail and and also like what this year and the past couple of years have looked like for the Regicides, which is the improv and comedy troupe that lives within a broken umbrella. But I also want to say, you know, this vision, Ruben, that you have and that other members have is very collaborative. And so tell me about some of the conversations you've had with artists. You don't have to use specific names because I know mm-hmm. that there's been some hesitation around that and that's totally fine. But but conversations that y'all are having with artists and also you know with people in the city. I know while I was writing a piece on the umbrella, I talked to Adrian Jefferson, who's the yes. city's director of cultural affairs, and she's very, very excited for the space. And so so what have some of those conversations been like? 
I mean, I think these conversations, like I was, you know, for, when, we're, when, we, when we give a tour of the space, I mean, you've been there, it's just very raw. You know, there's there's pipes, there's exposed brick, there's broken floorboards, you know, there's just, it's, it's but it's, this is a place where particularly creatives can come and dream and imagine. And essentially, anytime we bring anyone through that tour, when we brought you through the space, it's like, imagine this, dream this. And we have such an amazing group of creatives in this community and people who support the arts, like for them to come into the space and also based on our our history and our background of the work that we've done and the things that we've already created before, like it's it's fun just to bring people along and say, what do you think? Can this happen? And it's been an over, we've had an overwhelming amount of support. Uh, we've obviously, you know, people have asked the questions which help us dig about ADA, is this work? Is there bathrooms here? Yes, dressing rooms, we're getting that. Like this is the thing where people ask questions and we have answers, which I'm excited about. Uh, funding to help support. And again, the main thing is we've been trying to do is get more, I wouldn't say cheerleaders, but get just more people on board and on our team. Uh, thank you again for that for that amazing article and um, to have Adrian come and say everything that she, she said. And again, uh, we've had, again, other theater companies in the space and have already committed to saying, yeah, we can, we can definitely use eight, 10, 12, 20 weeks in that space, which helps us out immensely because then we, we could already start planning ahead. So that in, in a place where we're, 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 we barely know what we're doing six months out and we come to doing shows to be able to have a have a already a, a backlog of artists, uh, I wouldn't say committed, but willing uh, and prepared to to work with us and, and play with us uh, has been um, just uh, heartwarming and just overwhelming to it to some extent, which is great um, in terms of the regicides. Uh, you know, we've been doing outdoor shows, so this is also where I got to do some indoor shows. And again, this came out of COVID. So the Regicides are an improv company. Uh, so quick backstory, a Broken Bell Theater. Uh, I, I'm one of the founding members. It was started by me, uh, Mr. Ian Alderman and Ryan Garter and Rachel as well. So we have a nice little contingent of college kids that came here to Connecticut and started doing theater. But we, Ian, Ryan and I had started as improv improv comedians. Uh, and we had an improv troupe called the Uninvited Guests uh, back in college. So anyway, fast forward, you know, 15 years, I graduated 2000. I can't do the math. So sometime uh, six years ago, uh, we needed something to keep us going. So um, we as artists are also family members. So kids, we started having kids and it started getting harder and harder to actually start getting together to create these pieces that can take six to 12 months to create, to write, direct, create. Um, so we said, let's keep something live and keep us going. So improv comedy is what we went to. So we have a wonderful group of improv artists in the company, Matt Gaffney, uh, Lou Mangini, uh, who's it, Frankie, who's not here anymore. And we've had a lot of people pass through um, that come and played and we kind of, kind of this keeps us on our toes and it helped us create a tighter ensemble. So like every time a rehearsal, every Tuesday to get in a room, to hang out with friends, to laugh, to create, and then to share that when we open the garage doors with folks on a random Tuesday night or random Saturday night in the summer has been fun, thrilling, and it's just a great journey. And it's a fun release, uh, for hopefully everyone involved. And then this show, this one, we got to step it up a little bit because it is our fundraiser. Uh, we're, you know, $500,000 is good, but trying to 
fundraise a hundred thousand dollars is still kind of insane and mind blowing. It's crazy. Uh, like for it's, 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 it's insane. So like, hi, give us money. And I'm sure people are tired of giving money, but I hope not that tired. Uh, so for this show, uh, we're still going to have the same amount of laughs, hopefully more. A lot of short form, just so you all were. So it's a bunch of different the, uh, different improv games that we play uh, with different uh, improv uh, performers. And we do ask the audience for suggestions. So then you are you have a little little bit in the game there. And you'll, you'll sit down to a big outdoor parking lot outside of our garage with professional lights set up. Uh, we have a couple added added stuff. We have beverages provided by Blackhawk Brewery. We're going to have some fun sweets provided by Olmo Bagel. Uh, I believe we're going to have some popcorn there as well. A little fresh popcorn to get that, just get that scent in the air. I could feel it already. Uh, uh, along with, you know, us asking for, for money. And, and just so you all know, if you haven't bought a ticket online, please feel free to walk up and buy at the door. Um, there'll be plenty of room available. And if it's full, even better. Uh, we try to make sure there's lots of sight lines. and. Uh, so yeah, I hope I answered all your questions. That was a lot. I feel like yeah, it's going no, on. But... No, it was. And I, I do want to talk about comedy, but also the regicide itself is a name sort of steeped in New Haven history. Yes. And I'm I'm curious. So it refers to the judges who signed the death warrant of King Charles the First uh, in I think like 1640 or 1650. I don't know, somewhere between mm-hmm. somewhere in the mid-17th century. Mm-hmm. Um, including Whaley, Dixwell, and Goff, which of course we know because now those are names of streets in New Haven, blah, blah, blah. And there's Judges Cave and West Rock. And so it's it's this great hyper-local name. Did you always know that, and and by you, I mean members of the group, did you always know that the regicides, was it like this great shower light bulb moment where it's like, oh, that's what we should call the group? Well, we knew we wanted to do something with the regicides. And I think I think we just played around and like, yeah, if we ever did improv group, we should call it the regicides. And I think maybe Ian had said that, or maybe Matt. And we're like, yeah, why not? Like, this sounds like a great, yeah. fun name. Uh, and yeah, no, we we really enjoy playing with that name, uh, creating our fun little logo. You can see right this way. Yes. Or right, right? Is this? I don't know which. Which? Okay, it's, this, it's your. I, it's my left. I, so you're right. I'm really bad. Okay, here this. Side, this <laughs> I feel like. I can never be a weather person. This would be awful. This would be right, awful. Yeah. So like the cool regicides with the little uh yeah, you street got it. Sign. You got it. Yeah, I did it right. And yeah. a little 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 nod to the to the king who uh you know so but yes, uh we wanted that name and it, when it came to us we said yes, that's what we want. So that's correct. So that's and we like it. I think do you like the name? You like oh yeah, name? it's I mean it's yeah. it's super fun. Um you know, I I would love to see a hyper local like New Haven informed show, even set in Judge's Cave. That'd be wild. It would probably be capacity of like four at a time. One hundred percent more pri- private show. You know? It's not really a revenue generating model, <laughs> <laughs> but but I also want to ask about com- like the role that comedy and improv have played for all of you. So so if folks are listening. We have a general listenership and. Um, you know, I, I don't know if everyone is familiar with the fact that I think like the perhaps the best known rule of improv is that you can't say no. And, yes, and. Right. And and that's really hard. 
Um, I think we live in a culture where finally people are being empowered to say no, especially women are being empowered to say no. So I don't want anyone to walk away from this saying I should just say yes and more and I shouldn't say no. No is a complete sentence. It's a great word. However, I'm wondering about the, you know, the power that getting together once a week, because you all practice on Tuesdays, right? Mm -hmm. You get together once a week and you are in this universe where it's yes and like every forward step is predicated on yes and and I think also like there's a a real healing power to laughter I'm sure that's been documented somewhere by actual scientists uh, but I don't have it in front of me and so I'm, I'm wondering especially in the past three years in which we've seen just a huge amount of trauma I think everyone has experienced some level of trauma you know what what that space which has been both virtual and now luckily is, is physical again, what that space has meant for you. It was, um, it was a saving grace for many of us, uh, particularly during COVID when we couldn't interact and, you know, we had been rehearsing Tuesdays and doing shows um, at a lot of studios, like not, not as frequently as we do now, which is actually very funny, but um it gave us so when we went on Zoom, obviously it was awkward, uh, but it was an attempt to kind of see each other's faces, a eh? uh, again to connect and play, and a lot of things come out of that. Uh, then it kind of um, during that experience, everything kind of evolved, and we went to like building a green screen, and artists would either if they couldn't meet via Zoom would actually go to the space and perform with masks. Uh, cause we were, you know, found the rules, uh, and doing some live, you know, video games. Like we were, you know, doing sketches where people were coming in and out and like, we're learning how to play with this medium, uh, which was a, a fun, like this was a box again. And we had played inside this box, this box with this TV screen that we have here. And we learned how to play with it. People coming in and out, talking from different angles. It was always very fun. And we learned a lot. And then we finally get together. It was very crazy when we were all in the room uh, doing insane stuff. And then to, and then the idea came to mind was like, we need to share this now. Like we've done video stuff for, for folks during that time during COVID. We would do some improv comedy via Zoom, which was great because we'd had people from Seattle chime in. We'd had people from all across the country be able to see us. But there's something very important with a live connection, with a live audience, particularly with laughter right away. Uh, to be able to share that because it, it just resonates in all of us and it, it feeds our soul and it helps feed the, the work that we're doing. So the idea came to us is let's open these doors and see what, you know, it came to me like we can perform here. We can do this outside and let's set some chairs up and we never do anything small. Like my first idea is like set us some chairs. Next thing you know, we have lights, scaffolding. We got, you know, we got drinks coming in like it's exploded and then we did a, a show called the moose lounge where chrissy gardner uh was performing started in the driveway and we ended up doing a huge show post-covid in our again in the in the at the stack and then that showed like the immense that we built a grid inside our garage space we had fog machines so it actually even made our or just it blew our it, my my group and my team they constantly blew my mind with the amount of work and ingenuity they have, and the fact that the regicides have kept going, it just kind of kept the spirit of the company alive. And we also had the opportunity to meet new people that came in and played and are still with us, you know. So yeah, comedy was a pivotal part in the regicides 
again, kind of maintained, uh, which is very funny. It kind of kept its, the Riddicides kind of has its own little brand of its own. And our goal was to kind of keep Broken Umbrella Theater alive. And I think we that's succeeded. I want to just remind people really quickly, if you're just joining us or if you've been with us here, this is WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. I am your host, Lucy Gelman. This is Arts Respond, and I am very excited to be here with Ruben Ortiz, Artistic Director of a Broken Umbrella Theater Company. Uh, and we are talking about the umbrella, a beautiful new space that is still very much coming into its own. It's it's a dreamy dream space right now, but it is a physical space. Y'all y'all have the space at we 280 Blake Street. So if you happen to be driving down Blake Street past that very sweet pocket park, if you direct your attention to the other side of the street and you see kind of a like blue gray, currently empty storefront. That's where it is. It's next to a key shop, I believe. Cohen's key shop. Cohen's key shop. Um, so if you need to get your keys done, you know, I don't know, Over like stop by and window. look at the storefront. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, Ruben, I also want to ask you how this dovetails with your artistic vision for a broken umbrella. Yes. Oh, thank you for asking. Um, uh, so this gives us an opportunity to expand. Um, obviously when we first started, we were a bunch of friends from college or who worked in the community, who knew other people who worked in the community, who wanted to get together and create. Uh, again, we were all volunteer. So that, that takes a lot just to say yes to wanting to, to, to do things without getting paid for it. And, uh, again, we began that model where we would just cover babysitting and we got grant money for that. And we got you know, folks donated. And that, that, I mean, that was a huge help, especially when, you know, I started having kids, my wife can go away. I'm like, babe, let's just, let's see the kids. Let's go do some theater for a couple hours and come back, you know? And a lot of people as well. Um, and again, we were a small group and we, you know, we, we'd always find people here or there based on who, you know, and, you know, the world we in every people who they know is, is who we know. Um, but you know, now as me as a new artistic director, I'm looking to expand our ranks. And you know, our company's gotten a little older. And again, time is of the essence in terms of family. Everyone's do other things. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who want to try, try their best to be on stage, who want to give this a shot, or again, who haven't even heard of us and who want to play and do theater. So that's my my goal is to expand our ensemble. And I'm hoping with this space I could create a space where people can come and play and learn to create with us in our style. And then we can just continue creating uh, stories, again, based inspired by New Haven, but using everyone within our community. So that is my goal. And you have been a broken, um, I, when I say you, I also mean the company. A Broken Umbrella has been for like over a decade working very closely with Colin Kaplan, who is like, yes, for folks who don't know Colin, he has done so much. His, his love for New Haven has been a boon to the city. And so if you see the party bike, he's uh, sort of one of the investors in the, and masterminds behind the party bike, but also Taste of New Haven. So if you see those little tours popping up around New Haven and he's like Mr. New Haven and sort of a history dork. And I, I mean that uh -huh. with great uh, love and admiration. He's so, a huge history dork. Yeah, yes. And, and he's actually, he's a member of the ensemble. He's yeah. like, we, he's, he's in on, he's on board with the team and 
he was, I mean, he's pretty much since the inception, since we got to New Haven, he was, he's the guy he actually got, I believe he went to <clears throat> school with Ian and Ryan. I think they went to, they all went to Hamden Hall together. And I mean, the fact that this guy, I have no idea how he has all the time that he does, but you know, Colin does the taste of New Haven, does the bike shop, does, uh, he's an architect by trade, you know, does historical backgrounds of people's houses for, you know, uh, if people would like, you know, oh, and he, and he play and he writes books. He's a, he's a, he's an author, you know, and actually his book helped us find stories to create. Like we wouldn't have known about the pirate unless he told us, you know, we wouldn't have done show vaudeville and about a vaudeville murder unless he told us, you know, so like he is our main resource uh, for this. And he's also one of our main resources for this new building because his architectural company is helping us with that. Uh, but Colin has been a godsend to our company. He's a great member, very passionate in all the things that he does. And uh, we're just happy that uh, he's on our team. So folks who are attending this fundraiser, you've you've talked a little bit about, about the fundraiser and what they can expect. So Saturday, August 12th, which is uh, tomorrow, if people are listening yes. live on Friday, August 11th from 8 to 10 p.m. at 446A Blake Street. I will say it is part of a summer series that the Regicides has been running. And you have one more on August 26th, I believe. That is correct. That is mm-hmm. a fundraiser for the artist BWAC Comfort. Yes. So if, um, if folks don't know BWAC, he's an absolutely incredible New Haven artist who we're so blessed to have in the city. And unfortunately, he, since March, has faced some real health challenges that are very scary. And so um, I, I love that this is part of the community vision that you're collaborating, that you're thinking about partnership in this way. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if you want to share anything else about the fundraiser that you're really jazzed about. I'm, I'm uh, sure that y'all have some surprises up your sleeves and I don't want you to. We, 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 we do have a little surprise, which is fun. We'll have some special guests make an appearance <clears throat> during our show uh, this Saturday. And I mean, we're just, like it's been a whirlwind uh, this whole week is like make sure we're getting the news out. Um, I've been so happy again with your amazing article, New Haven Independent. I got to be on the news yesterday. I Hello. saw that. Yeah. Saw now, it? I feel like for the news, people have to tape at like 5 a.m. So maybe not my gospel, but. Yeah. No, I was there at 10 a.m. Oh, that's very it. reasonable. Yeah. I mean, who's going to watch the news at five o'clock? I'm like, but 10 a.m. was like, good morning, Connecticut. Hey, good morning. Come on down to the Regicides fundraiser. So that was, that, that was fun. Um, oh, wait, I got off track. Excuse me. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, to what's in store on this Friday, uh, this Saturday, and anytime you see a Regicides show, again, is just, I will ask a lot of suggestions from the audience. Ideally, lots of laughs and a lot of craziness, which we don't know because nothing's planned. It's all improv. All we know is the games we're going to play, and that's about it. Um, and what we don't know this time is how much money we are going to raise. And again, we're hoping that we will have, we, we, we take Venmo, we take cash, we take check. You want to wire us some money. If you're in some far off country, feel free. We'll, we'll work on, you know, that bank information. Uh, we're obviously looking for some big donors cause that always helps. But again, the Bernie, uh, the Bernie Sanders way, any, any nickel or dime, uh, you're willing to donate, we'll gladly take. And then on, on top of this, uh, we will be asking for some additional funds the, uh, on two Saturdays, on the 26th, for our dear friend, BWAC. Again, ensemble, uh, collaborator, 
artists who's gone through some difficult times and this is just a good way to support uh you know an amazing person amazing artist and his family and it will be uh, supporting his gofundme which will be uh, asking for uh funds if not you could actually find him on facebook on uh, facebook bwack and uh give to his uh his uh, gofundme when you can but then so this week is all gearing up for our building and in two weeks we're gearing up to to make sure that we help bwack with with what we can and give us uh put our best foot forward to help out a, a fellow member and for folks who don't know, I would say the Regicides is like pretty family friendly. I've been to a couple shows. Yeah, there we're pretty family Shakespeare friendly. level. I mean, we ask, we say 18 and over just so, you know, because, you know, words slip out. And uh, I don't, at, at there's some point, I guess per, personally for me, when I'm working, like, I don't want to feel like not to be censored, but just like, I want to make sure, like, I just want to be safe. And it's like, I'm sure. going to go do these things. And I want everyone to know that they feel safe. So if, I mean, I've seen a couple teenagers in the crowd and I mean, Lord knows they what whatever kids see on Netflix nowadays. So I'm and, sure whatever they TikTok. see is a lot worse. And they see a lot worse, of course. But uh, and again, we do have beverages provided by Black Hog Brewery. Obviously, it'd be 21 and over to uh, enjoy. We also have, you know, now uh, we have uh, beverages for all. Uh, just no juice boxes. Again, we're not we're not asking for the kids to show up. But hey, if you can't, if you, you want to come see our show and donate some money and you have to bring your kid. You know, see what you can do. We're 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 happy, but again, we do our ask. We usually say eighteen and over for okay, our yeah. for our shows. I thought you were yeah. gonna say like if you have to bring your like Capri Sun or your juice box. Yes, you want to sit in the front row and drink your Capri like, Sun sure, and you, juice box. You can do that. You know, you're you're you're. I'm trying to think of the juice, but so many juicy juice. That's a good one. The juicy juice box. Yeah. Your little yogurt pouch. Um, yes, the go yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But we're yeah. gonna have snacks. We're gonna have popcorn. You're not gonna eat any of that uh, Saturday <laughs> night. That's for sure. Yeah. So I also want to ask you, Ruben. This this show grew out of the COVID nineteen pandemic as artists were adapting, and like artists have adapted for throughout the course of human history. Like since there was written language, artists have always been pivoting and adapting and figuring out, um, you know how how to make lemonade out of cultural lemons. I guess. Yes. So uh-huh. for you, how do you also unwind and relax? You you do a lot. You have a job. You do this as your second job. You just don't get compensated for it. You yeah. have a family as well, which is a third job, um, or arguably that's maybe more important than the improv. I don't want to get you in trouble with anyone at home. No, it's okay. No, um, no, no. It's fine. She's so at the how- beach right now. She'll listen to me later. Great. <laughs> Love beaches. I, I, I endorse that. Yeah. So how do you, you know, how do you unwind, relax and practice your own self-care? Oh, geez. Um, obviously, I talk to somebody. Uh, so I do have a therapist. I just started seeing. It's going to help me organize because I have a lot of hats. So I'm going to need some help. So that's one thing I do. Um, oddly enough, going to Regicides and Broken Umbrella, those are definitely some outlets. Um, I am a professional actor by trade. So I do audition. So I do work on that. I have a, I have a Zoom audition later today uh, for a U.S. bank commercial. So uh, that's going on. Um, and in terms of, I was like, I don't know if it's relaxing, but it's like it's constantly moving. So if I just want to chill, I like to sit and maybe just watch a good movie, uh, enjoy good food with my wife and kids, and go see improv comedy shows. You know, those are always great, especially you know where they when they when they need fundraising for 
you know, a building like that, that's fun and relaxing as well, <laughs> or performing in them. That's uh, right. I'm, just a, I'm a very high energy guy, which I'm realizing. So like when I relax, I'm like, am I relaxed? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I do what I can. I like to play and move around. I'm like my father. He's a guy who's always been working. So I feel like I'm that, but just like a mad hatter of acting artists. Yeah. So yeah. That's but occasionally, great. A good movie, nice dinner and some time with friends. That's how I relax. Yeah. And do you feel, I feel like there has been a proliferation of comedy as of late in New Haven, which is a good thing. Like, Mm -hmm. like comedy open mics that are popping up at cafe nine at Armada brewing shout out to Johnny over there at Armada. Um, at sort of at different places every so often you hear about them popping up at like Tayamo or Barracuda downtown. Great. Yes. And I think we want, I think New Haven is just a great fun town, particularly for artists. And I need people to, you know, you're doing your you're doing your best to make sure people know they get out and go see these things. And we just, you know, we want to be in that loop. We want to make sure people are aware. We want to bring that to the Beavers Hills, Westville community uh, and, you know, make it a spot for kids from SCSU to come on down and enjoy a show or be in one. So and and now we again, we're supportive of all our organizations. So like it's not a competition. It's like you're doing something Tuesday. Cool. I'll do something Saturday. And feel free, like ideally there'd be, you know, something seven days a week. Why not? Yeah, it, it would be great even if there were more of that. Because I will say sometimes the days are like very stacked. Yes. And then you get to like Tuesday and you're like, but what's happening? Exactly. Um, oh. And yeah. And now, shout out to New Haven Jazz Underground. Now twice a month, the answer is the Jazz Jam at Cafe Nine. But yes. But um, so Ruben Ortiz, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Oh. HHLP and Arts Respond and talking about the Regicides upcoming, like like very soon, upcoming fundraiser for the Umbrella, which will be a new, beautiful, special space uh, for a Broken Umbrella Theater. If folks haven't heard yet, it is on Saturday, August 12th from 8 to 10 p.m. That's Eastern Time. We live in the Eastern Time Zone, unless I'm mistaken. And it is $20 per ticket. But yeah, I don't know. You can get us. It. It's, it's pay what you can, but twenty dollars right. or a little more, and then you could also go onto our Facebook page and purchase tickets right off our Facebook page. Yes. Or just donate if you don't want to purchase a ticket uh, <laughs> on our website at brokenbrella.org. Yeah, and um, and I I do want to ask you know if artists are listening to this and saying, well, I want space to perform, can they reach out directly to a Broken Umbrella? Yes, please. Right. I, I I want I want artists so come and come and play that's what we want to do beautiful and how can people so people can find you at a broken umbrella.org or if you look up a broken umbrella theater on facebook that is theater like theater. the, the, the- queen theatra yes theatra. the the queen's english uh but if you look that up on facebook and uh also instagram i don't yes the, oh no you are on uh X, formerly known as Twitter. We are formerly X, but it's probably oh. easier via Instagram or yeah. Facebook at the moment. So yeah, hit yeah. us up, direct message us, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible, of course. Amazing, amazing, cool. And if you happen to be in town, and the great thing about this starting at 8 p.m., which maybe sounds late to some people like myself, but the great thing about it going from 8 to 10 p.m. is you can spend all day on the New Haven Green celebrating the city's annual Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican Day Parade. Weppa! Yes. Heck yes. Um, which is going to be super, super fun. Shout out to Puerto Ricans United who were on yes. here last week talking about the festival. That starts at 1 p.m. So you have plenty of time between 1 p.m. 
and 8 p.m. to get yourself some good food, listen to some good music on the New Haven Green, and then drive up. There are lots of ways you can get there. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to be. You the... could take tra- Chapel Street. You could carpool with Ruben. Yeah, there, I'll be there. I may have to leave early, you know, but I gotta may have to Uber, but, um, but I gotta get some dance because parking's gonna be crazy down there. But I can't wait. I'm excited. Yes, that is that is true. Parking is always a, a little crazy. I will say, um, if you are you a Westphalian? Yes. West Philly, West Philly. Okay. Well, there are multiple public. I'm always on the public transport, just like plugging it. Um, so there are multiple buses that y'all can take if you're stressed out about parking downtown. Check out the bus schedule. The DOT is terrible, but that's another episode of the show. <laughs> but um, but I will, Ruben. I will see you tomorrow at first oh, at the Puritan Festival, and then maybe if I don't fall asleep after that. At, at the fundraiser, if you like me are worried that you might not make it to 8 p.m. because you get sleepy, um, especially if you're full of delicious Puerto Rican food uh, from the festival, you can always donate uh, directly on a Broken Umbrella's website or on their Facebook page. Ruben Ortiz, thank you so much, and I Lucy, wish it was a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, and I wish a Broken Umbrella just the the very best of luck on this beautiful new. 280 Blake Street space and shameless plug there. If you want to know more about it, there is an article in the arts paper that ran this week. If you go to newhavenarts.org, you can find it. There's also a wonderful article by Brian Slattery, who's the arts editor and a reporter for the New Haven Independent. So, you know, diversify your news diet, get it some different places there. Was it News 8? Yes. Okay, great. There's also a spot on News 8. So if reading isn't your gospel, I'm really sorry, but you can watch too. That's true. (laughs) Ruben, thank Uh, you so much. Lucy, thank you. And I hope to see everyone there. And I'll see you tomorrow. And best of luck on your audition. Oh, thank you. I got to get ready for that. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 